Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, whatever part of the day you're in. As always, I sure do appreciate y'all joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. I know y'all have a million other things to do today work, taking kids from one place to the other, (laughs) hopefully spending a little time with God and loving your spouse if you're married. Some of y'all have homework, some of y'all are driving up and down the road. Some of y'all have laundry and dishes and cleaning and gardening and farming and the list goes on. So, thank you. Coyotes in the background, I don't know if y'all can hear them. They're a long way off. And too many cars, too many cars. One kitty cat on the porch. Nobody else so far. Maybe the dogs are out hunting with the coyotes. (laughs) Not a whole lot else. Thank you, Lord, for the time to sit here, for the people that listen, for those that share the podcast with others. Give me the words that you want me to speak. And there's one puppy dog, the Black Knight Fighter. All right, we'll get going. So this is probably going to end up being two parts, if I had to guess, simply because as I got into it, there was so much from Thomas Jefferson, of all people, that I don't think I can fit it all in. But... What we're going to talk about today is the job of caring for the poor. And despite what the left says today and the world, and it's really not true anyway, caring for the poor is not a governmental responsibility. It's a personal responsibility. And you can see that by just looking at just a few things in the Bible. You don't even have to look at that many verses. And you say, for those of y'all that listen, that still continue to argue that this is a secular nation and not a biblical one, that's why we're going to pull 
quite a few quotes from our founders, if we get time. We'll just see how far we get, folks. So, let me see where I go to. Yeah. Oh. This is from Deuteronomy 1511. For the poor will never cease to be in the land. There are, therefore I command you, saying, You shall freely open your hand to your brother, to your needy and poor in your land. Galatians 2.10, remember the poor. And so the pattern you're going to see here, folks, as we go through this, is a pattern of personal responsibility. Not government, but individuals caring for those around us. And I'll make this point more in the second half if we do another half of this podcast. But the idea that socialism is kind or benevolent is just, it's a complete lie. It's a facade for people wanting to pretend that they're being benevolent. Because much like you can't be brave unless you're actually scared to begin with. So those people that claim that they're not scared, they're not being brave and they deserve no credit. For being brave. You can't be kind and caring and generous with what someone else has worked for, earned. So you can go and take money from somebody else and give it to the best organizations in the world as far as charity and caring for the poor and needy. And you haven't done anything other than steal money from someone else to pretend at being benevolent and kind. And that shirks your duty, your responsibility, and takes away from another what they've actually earned. This is... Deuteronomy 15, 7 through 8, 10 through 11. When you happen on someone who's in trouble or needs help among your people, with whom you live in this land that God, your God, is giving you, don't look the other way pretending you don't see him. Don't keep a tight grip on your purse. No. Look at him. Open your purse. Lend whatever and as much as he needs. Give freely and spontaneously. Don't have a stingy heart. The way you handle matters like this triggers God, your God's blessing in everything you do, all your work and ventures. There are always going to be poor and needy people among you. So I command you, always be generous. Open purse and hands. Give to your neighbors in trouble, your poor and hurting neighbors. That's one of the things, folks. I really didn't intend to get into this, but that last line kind of, jogged my brain a little bit you know all of these core values of the left claim to be really caring you know feminism we care about women Uh, critical race theory identity politics we really care about minorities Uh, lgbtq we care about these people Uh, illegal immigration we care about these poor needy illegal immigrants but but it's all a lie feminism has for decades destroyed marriages, families, men and women's lives, and it's weakening the country. 
critical race theory, identity politics, that is bigotry, racism in and of itself. It doesn't, it doesn't help minorities. It, it hurts them. It weakens them. Illegal immigration. There's nothing, nothing beneficial about encouraging someone to do something wrong to begin with. And then secondly, illegal immigration radically, drastically, I should say, hurts our own poor and needy here in America, our fellow brothers and sisters. It's not helpful in the slightest. And, and so every time, time and again, a rejection of God, of course, you go back to that. And then abortion. It's hard to imagine anything more damaging or hurtful than ripping a baby apart limb from limb. That's not, that's not helpful. That's not beneficial. Isaiah 58. It is not the fast which I choose to loosen the bonds of wickedness, to undo the bands of the yoke, and to let the oppressed go free and break every and to and break every yoke. It said, Is this not? Is it not to divide your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into the house when you seek the naked to cover him? And if you give yourself to the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then your light will rise in darkness and your gloom will become like midday. This one was really interesting to me because it talks about fasting and the indication there to remind us to care for those around us. And there's a ton of other reasons to fast, but it just, so many of our presidents have called for days of fasting and prayer when we've been in really hard times. Humility, humbling ourselves. And it's supposed to turn our hearts back to God, turn our hearts to what really matters, turn our hearts to uh, our spouses, or our children, our neighbors, those around us that need us. It's not supposed to be something that we post online about. And it's not some challenge in and of itself to say, oh, I fasted for 12 hours, 24 hours, 36 hours, whatever it is. It's, it's there to remind us. And I, I do, I'm really bad at this one, folks, at fasting. The, the prayer part, I'm, I feel like I've gotten better at as I've gotten older. Uh, the fasting part, I'm atrocious, just absolutely atrocious at. But there's a reason in the Bible that that's talked about so often. There's a reason that our presidents have called for our nation to do this in times of war, in times of distress, because it, it refocuses us, it recenters us on what really matters on God, spouses, children poor and needy, the widow and the orphan. Matthew 25. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, 
and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry, and feed you were thirsty, and give you something to drink? And when did we see you a stranger, and invite you in, or naked, and clothe you? When did we see you sick, or in prison, and come to you? The king will answer and say to them, Truly I say to you, to the extent that you did it to one of the brothers of mine, even the least of them, you did it to me. And of course the flip side of that is he's going to turn to those on his left and tell them that they didn't do any of these things. And they're going to ask, when, when did we see you and not do these things? And he's going to say, Anytime you didn't do this to the least of these, you didn't to me. And so yet again, we have a responsibility, a personal responsibility in a Christian nation to care for the poor and needy and the widow and the orphan. And again, every single one of the core values of the left violates that command without exception every single core value including primarily what we started off talking about socialism and what we'll get to if we get to do another half of this so talking about this responsibility these roles of government from exodus 23 nor shall you be partial to a poor man in his dispute. You shall not pervert the justice due to your needy brother in his dispute. So we're not supposed to have preference, right? Because what socialism does is it says, you know what, this person over here, they really, they need this and, uh, and you don't need this. So we're going to go ahead and take it from you and, and give it to them. The other right as the the woke the social justice today and this all kind of ties in folks well this person's poor so we're gonna we're gonna judge them a little bit easier or good lord in education today well this this kid you know they, they just don't have quite the same abilities as these other kids so we're gonna make the test a little bit easier we're gonna help them a little bit give them a little more time read them the questions you know shorten the questions and uh, we're just going to kind of help them out. But it's still fair. It's the same. We're treating everybody exactly the same. No. No, you're not. It's not even close. We are creating such hypocritical double standards. Uh, it's mind-boggling in the country based on, uh, in education based on mental ability. In the country based on race, based on gender. We, we ignore the roles that God set out for men and women. And then we want to pretend that men and women are the same. I just am getting off down a rabbit trail. Leviticus 19. You shall do no injustice in judgment. You shall not be partial to the poor, nor defer to the great. Proverbs 29. If the king judges the poor with truth, his throne will be established forever. One little line. Uh, this is a quote out of the Founder's Bible, which I recommend 
along with the Patriots Bible and America's God and Country Encyclopedia. And there's one line in here, two, I guess, two sentences I wanted to read. According to the AIP, which stands for the American Institute of Philanthropy, a charity's effectiveness is acceptable, quote unquote, if 60% of what it collects reaches its intended charitable mission. Meaning that we shouldn't give to any organizations where at least 60 cents out of every dollar don't make it to whoever this charity says they're working for. You know, orphan children, widows, from veterans, um, handicapped veterans, whatever it is, whatever charities you give to, 60 cents, at least 60 cents out of every dollar ought to make it to those people, right? So, and this is the other sentence from, oh, where did it go? I did something fancy with it. Oh, no. Well, I remember it. I think, anyway, I didn't get a picture of this. So the government, I think this was the second line out of the Founders Bible. Just so you know, the government, and this is a couple years old, uh, gets about 30 cents of every dollar, I think, at the most, to its intended target. So according to our American Institute of Philanthropy, right, people are telling us that that's their job as charities, and they're saying if you really want a useful charity, it's got to be 60 cents on the dollar. And the government, the socialist government that we've been creating for decades, gets about 30 cents out of every dollar to the intended target. And that makes sense, right, folks? I mean, look, this is a little bit of the, of the problem that we had in the revolution, the fact that London, a city across an ocean, was trying to control this entire continent. And, and the problem was that they weren't giving us any, any representation, right? That was the big problem. But even today, who's going to know in your neck of the woods better, right? So it doesn't matter whether you're in Oregon, Washington, Kansas, Iowa, New York. Is somebody in a capital city going to know better who in your local community actually needs help or are you? You are. Of course you are. If you're paying attention at all. And it's the same thing with Washington, D.C. is just on a bigger scale. Is, is somebody there going to know how to distribute money effectively better or are the people that live and work in that community and and know who actually needs help in that community going to better distribute money and funds, time and effort? Always it's going to be locally. Always. Let's see how much time we've got left. Ooh. Tell you what, that's about it. We'll go back. We've got I've got some quotes from Washington and and Jefferson and Franklin too. I think so. We'll come back to this at some point in the next few days. And the bottom line, though, is we have a personal, individual responsibility from God to care for the widow and the orphan, the poor and the needy. We can't do that by stealing other people's money and pretending it being benevolent. One. Two, 
it's impossible to stand for any of the core values of the left and care for the poor and the needy, the widow and the orphan. Right? And then three, just as a last one I'll leave you with, if, if we're not looking around in our community at who needs help, really, because at the end of the day, there's, there's always going to be evil in the country. And so if we're using that as an excuse to not look around and help those that have less than we do, it's not going to go down real well, I don't think, with God. He's just going to ask us, what did you do? I gave you all these blessings. And if we're so busy, folks, that we can't even look around at who really need help, needs help, maybe, maybe that tells us that we're a little bit too busy. We can turn this thing around, folks. We can fix it if we will. But we've got to have to turn back to God. One of y'all just commented about this online recently to me. Got to turn back to God. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.